And good Sunday morning to everyone out there. It is 9.02 on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thank you for making us part of your Sunday morning, wherever you are, if you're out on the road, if you're still in bed. <laughs> this is Your Life, Your Money. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. You can always reach Kelvin by visiting askkelvin.ca, ask K E L V I N.ca, and you can give him a call privately at 416 457 7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And this uh, weekend, we're joined again by Michelle Monroe, Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity. Michelle, thanks for joining us Thanks again. for having me. It's my pleasure. It's great. You've become a fixture <laughs> yeah. around here. You know, the last show we did was so good and so informative. Making that... taxes interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which is hard to do. So <laughs> thank hard. you for thank helping you. us with it. And, and that's a big problem, you know, is the taxes, eh? Yeah. Not so much anything else. So. Yeah. People have a general idea of savings and to how to plan for retirement, but mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, what do you do when you're approaching it? And what, how do you solve the problem of maybe being taxed too much? You've got a lot of money in your RSPs, right. and you've done pretty well at uh, collecting those checks when you got the tax refund every year, but now that's those chickens are coming <laughs> home to roost if you're getting ready to retire. So we're going to be talking about that, talking about how you can wind down those savings and start earning your retirement income as well and avoid having to pay a ton of taxes on it because that's really what the name of the game is here, making sure that you get to keep as much of the money that you saved as possible. Right. I should uh, make a quick comment that it is Grey Cup Sunday. Kelvin reminded me. And I, I, I... I want to say I was planning on watching it, but I've, I'm one of these guys who've been sort of guilty of being a big CFL fan growing up Me and too. then fell off a little bit as I got older. So. You know, it's funny. I still watch the CFL, you know. I yeah. Personally, I think it's a it's a better game. Yeah? Yeah. And who do you have? Who do you have? It's Hamilton and Winnipeg. Who, who do you have? To- yeah, I'd like to see Hamilton win, I guess. Yeah. Hey? Yeah, we want Hamilton to win. Yeah. Okay, I'll be the, the, the lone standout here and say <laughs> oh, I'm going for Winnipeg because as a kid, I was an Argos fan, which meant I couldn't possibly cheer for Hamilton. So I'm... <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'll. I'll be the one guy cheering for uh, for Winnipeg uh, when we uh, sit down with our chili and uh, watch the. Yeah. Hopefully, the, uh, people watch it tonight. Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hey, it's our game, and uh, sure. Keith Urban's doing the halftime right. show, so uh, if country music fans out there can enjoy that, and it's all happening. Oh right, yes, yeah, yes, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, back to the topic at hand and retirement, and you know, paying. You're, you've been, you've been paying into your savings all this time and you find yourself approaching retirement, what are you supposed to do? Well, one of the big uh, questions that I get, you know, most of the time is, Calvin, I'm turning 60. What should I do? Should I take my CPP or shouldn't I take it? In fact, Michelle, I think, isn't there more 60-year-olds than 16-year-olds now? Oh, yeah. There's... um... So we're we're in an aging population. So, yeah, we have more seniors, 65 and older, than... Children. Than children, right? Yeah. yeah. So one of the big questions I always get is, man, I'm going to be 60. Should I take my CPP or don't take it? Right. What so, do you think? Okay. Well, 60 is the earliest age you can take CPP. Right. All right. But uh, you get 100% of your payment that you'd be entitled to at age 65. And so every year you take that before age 65, 
you get a decrease in the right. payment they, that they would give you. So right. it's a 7.2% decrease. So if you were entitled to the full payment at age 65, it's roughly just over $13,000. Right. So if you take it at age 60, it's, it's about, about nine grand. It's about nine like that, grand. Right? Yeah. So you're, do you take a reduced payment today or do you take an increased payment five years from now? So it's thinking about, well, what are you, what, what, what makes the most sense for the individual? So I think everyone should take it. Okay. I'll tell you why. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're going to take the money and spend it and buy a car, mm-hmm. then don't take it. Right. If you're going to take the money and put it into an RSP, assuming you have the room, right. then go ahead and take it because the average CPP person at 60 is going to get about... 800 bucks, something like that. Maybe. About that per month. Yeah, so that's about 10 grand every year, right? right. A stupid question from a young guy who's right. not approaching retirement yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I was approaching retirement. Soon. <laughs> okay. But um, are you taxed on the income you make from the CPP? Is that considered income? Yes, yeah, CPP is okay. considered taxable income. So if you're still working yeah. in your 60s, which a lot of people are, right. you could be putting yourself into a higher tax bracket right. by taking that potentially. And, so that's an equation right. that people right. have that to you consider. Have to figure, that you have to factor right. in, right? So if it's going to put you in the next tax bracket, then maybe, yeah, don't, don't take it. you should be delaying it. Right. So the whole right. gist of this is to sit down and plan out, right? So mm-hmm. I think in most cases for the clients that I see should take it when they're 60, but put it into an RSP so it takes away what you were just saying. It doesn't add to your income. Right. So, right. All right. But I'm also thinking, well, longevity, mm-hmm. you could be living a long time where people are living longer and longer and looking at the math to say, okay, well, where's my break even number? And uh, that's what you have that, to look at. It gets at. complicated, right? Well, I think that's one of the problems that we right. complicated too much. I think yep. the, the, the client has to sit down with the advisor right. and figure and say to themselves, you know, um, and don't complicate things. Mm-hmm. Figure out, is it going to put me in the next tax bracket? If it is, maybe don't take it. Right. Or maybe take it and put it in a tax-free savings. I think it's all about planning out. Because you could take it, invest it in an RSP, a tax-free savings account, or you better to delay and get an increased amount. Um, Could I share a little bit about myself here? Yeah, sure. Kevin and I were talking about this ahead of time, that... (laughs) I come from very long genes. I expect to live well into my 90s. I'll probably be working a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And that it probably makes for me to delay it to 70, which is the last time you can take it, the latest you can take it. Right, so you said 10 years to decide when you're going to take it. You have 10 years to decide, yeah. And you get an increase if you take it after age 65. Right, but if you live to your seventy-four, I believe, don't you? Ca- right, you catch up. Right, you so again, you have to sit down, like you say, and, and look at your life. You know, you your look history, at your lifestyle, your genes. Every every person is different, mm-hmm. looking at the considerations for what makes the most sense for them. Most of the numbers that I see um, suggest that many people should take their CPP at age sixty. Right, but you have to do the calculation. But I think when you do, you'll find out, man, I should take it. Like I say, if you're gonna spend it. Um, on frivolous things, right. then don't don't take it, right? But if you're going to do something thoughtful, like putting it in an RSP or a TFSA, paying down debt, if you still find maybe paying got down a mortgage or something right. going mm-hmm. on, yeah, right. So yeah, I I would say take it. There's a lot of considerations that go into it. Mm-hmm. So you and know, sit down, who, sit down with your advisor, mm-hmm. um, and figure it out, right? Yeah, and uh, if you're looking for an advisor, you can always call Kelvin, the money guy. He's the guy that you're listening to right now. 416-457-7526, 416-457-PLAN, 
or you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca, and we'll give you the numbers to call us live on the air here when we come back, and you can uh, ask Kelvin and Michelle uh, any questions about this sort of thing as well, and uh, maybe share with us share with us what you did and whether right. or not you feel like you made the right decision or whether you regret the decision that you made as you uh, got to 60 and right. made a decision about your CPP. We'll be back with Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin the Money Guy, Michelle Monroe, ta- Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity, and me, just some guy with a microphone, <laughs> on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we are live here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, 913 on your Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us. I am Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin the Money Guy, askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N. .ca, and you can check out his Twitter account, ask underscore Kelvin, where uh, he'll uh, tweet some stuff out there too, and you can always reach him as well via Twitter, via uh, his website, askkelvin.ca, or you can call the number that the big voice guy just gave out, 416-870-6400, to ask us a question live on the air here, star 640 on your cell phone. We're also joined today by Michelle Monroe, Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity. And we've been talking about uh, approaching retirement and what you should be doing and a lot of questions that people have, people questions that people come to Kelvin with as they uh, approach retirement and start getting right. into that plan. And, more, and another question that I get, you know, is, Kelvin, how much money do I need in my RSPs? Got to be a million. That's it. You know what? Every I've always heard that, and people have told me. Well, I've 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 known people who are older than me as well, saying, "Well, I've got to work a little bit longer so that I can make sure that I've got a million bucks in the bank so that I can retire comfortably." And, and it, I think it's so wrong to say you need a million bucks. That's a lot of money. Sounds <clears throat> like a lot of money. Yeah. I think when people first hear that number, it, it turns people off. And mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that you could look at it. It's not just the million dollars. You're looking at well. What is my income that I'm trying to replace? Right. Or what? how much am I going to withdraw from that savings over my lifetime? And it's probably going to fluctuate realistically mm-hmm. over the period. Right. Um, so there's a number of different ways you can look at it. And, so, and, and many people forget about, you know, we live in the best country in the world. So we have, we have a lot of, you know, we get our CPP, we get our old age. And if you add those things up, you know, it's about 14,000, right? Per individual, per year. So if you're married, you know, if you have a spouse, it's like thirty grand. So you're already ahead, of you. yeah. So you're right. already ahead of, uh, of the game, which we don't even think about. So the Bank of Montreal did a survey, and they, they asked people, when you're 65, like, how much money do you want coming into your pockets every month? What do you think the answer was? That one's harder because yeah. the million dollar mark is a big number that <laughs> you can think of. The Bare Naked Ladies wrote a song about it. But they didn't say what they wanted their right. monthly income to be. Right. They just right. said they wanted a million dollars. So it's 4000 That's what we need. We need $4,000 coming into right. these pockets when I retire, right? Yeah. So so if you already know that you're going to get about thirty grand from, um, so it's about 3000 bucks right. a couple, right? Mm-hmm. So you just need to fund about 2000 All right. Right? So when you do the number, remember I say math doesn't lie, right? People lie, but math won't lie. So let's say you need 1000 bucks a month when you're 65. Okay. And you're going to live to your 90, right? So if you can earn 5% on that money, um. It, you, you need $210,000 to give you $1,000 from the time you're 65 to the time you're 90. So 
when you when people think about a million bucks, you really don't. You need about maybe four, five hundred thousand at the most when you hit sixty-five. So the idea is to don't let the numbers scare you away. Sit down and again do some planning about what you need when you retire. You're not. We're not going to live the lifestyle that we see on TV, like uh, oh, you know, golfing did. and traveling, doing all those crazy. Well, it's things. coming up with what does a realistic lifestyle look like? And you you touched on a key point about the media sells us this a vision of retirement and it's a very luxurious right. vision and mm-hmm. i think there's only a very few people who actually have that i don't know many people lifestyle. yeah i don't know many yeah. people that live like that you know yeah. i don't know that many yeah. people with the energy to, to, <laughs> to be able to live that right. lifestyle you, you know but what the biggest look- problem about retirement and it's right. not money like right. i say we live in the best country in the world if you right. do a little bit of planning right. you'll be okay right right um the biggest problem with retirement is what do i do like, what do I do after I retire? Like, what sort of activities yeah, do you do in that's retirement? that's the biggest problem is right. what am I going to do? And there's a bit of a shift there. Like, well, mm-hmm. what, what am I going to do? And when you ask people pre-retirement, they tell us, oh, we're going to travel. Um, but it's actually, once they're in retirement, it's it's quite a bit different picture of what they're doing. Right. And um, traveling can mean a lot of different things. But they're usually, like, they're volunteering, spending time with family and friends, active in their communities, uh, what we're seeing is people are actually working more in retirement. Right. Than they, yeah, they are. Because they, yeah. And it's something that they're working at as a passion for. So you, we touched a little bit about that sort of retirement paycheck that mm-hmm. you have. Um, and CPP, old age security are very common ones. But then we're also seeing people are working a little bit as well as drawing down some of their savings. Right. And putting that all together in a picture. I've got a call actually coming in right now, so I want to get to Richard because he's been waiting on the line for a few minutes here. Richard's got a question approaching retirement uh, and wondering what to do about a pension. Is that correct, Richard? Uh, yes, it is. So, good morning. Good morning. I, uh, I have um, almost pension that is uh, from my previous employment. Right. And it's available to me as of uh, basically February of uh, next year, 2020. Right. And uh, there's also the bridge component, so it makes it very attractive. <laughs> uh, so I'm and now if I if I start taking it, uh, obviously I'll be getting the bridge payment right. and uh, whatever is at the, at the age of sixty. But then at sixty-five, it will uh, the bridge will be gone. Yeah, because the CPP and, uh, will kick in then. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to just explain right. for listeners what the bridge component is? Is it gives you an, an increased pension between age sixty and sixty five, and when you're entitled to the CPP payments, and then your pension will be reduced. Right. So, Richard, you want to know should you take it or not? Is that the idea? Well, I know this ultimately will be me who <laughs> questions, but if there's any any things that I may not have been considering, uh, now this will be obviously taxed at. Uh, um, Will be added to my to your income. income. Yes, right, and that uh, will not really push me outside of the bracket where I'm right now. Mm-hmm. So I, it right. will be, but um, I think it's a hard question to answer on the air, only because there's probably a lot of other components that that are, that we have to know before you can you can make an intelligent decision. You know, so I would say give me a call off air, and we can have a chat uh, during the week or something like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Enjoy okay. your day. Thank you, Richard, and thank you for calling. Uh, the number to reach Kelvin uh, off the air is 416-457-7526, 416-457-PLAN. 
And you can always visit his website, askkelvin.ca. And you know, a lot of people are probably in Richard's position where Omer's, I mean, those pensions are the best pensions they have, right? Like yeah. Hoop, Omer's, things like that. And right. and I think uh, people need to sit down and figure that kind of stuff out. Sometimes, you know, before you hit age 55 with some of these pensions, they allow you to commute it or take it, right? Right. So, so there's so many things that you need to be aware of. So for a defined benefit pension, you're looking at, well, does it is it indexed for inflation? Um, is there a survivor benefit that will convert to their surviving spouse? Uh, is that a reduced pension or at that point? So maybe after the break, we'll touch on that kind of stuff. Actually, okay. that's a good question Richard had because there's probably a lot of people in that boat, so... Terrific. And thank you, Richard, for giving us the question. And we'll continue with that conversation with Kelvin, the money guy, and Michelle Monroe, Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity, as your life, your money continues on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And it is 924 on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Chris Creston, joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. Or, uh, I, you know, 416, the guy just gave the number, but I'll do it again. <laughs> 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on your cell phone is the number to reach us live on the air. And uh, we did get a call asking Kelvin and Michelle Monroe, who is our guest today, Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity. He was asking about pensions, and we've been talking a little bit about whether or not you should be taking your CPP at 60, but also there's an option for a lot of people to take their pensions. So... I, we started expanding that into a, a broader conversation right. about pensions, and I think that's where we're going we're gonna to pick it up. Yeah, so Michelle, if you maybe explain about you know the health of your pension. Well, with a defined benefit plan, it's when in retirement you're getting a specified benefit for the, for the life of right. the recipient. And uh, when p- people might want to understand, well, is this going to, is the pension plan actually going to be able to pay that out for the rest of my life? And you're looking at the financial health of that plan. And there's some big names that have been in the news recently, like think Sears, mm-hmm. uh, before that Nortel or Stelco, where there were people who had a defined benefit plan. And that was a key uh, re- retention benefit right. that I have this defined benefit plan. And then there was financial difficulties of the corporation and the defined benefit pension plan was not fully funded. Right. And so people had cutbacks to their their pensions that they were receiving. And when you're in retirement, that can mean a, a big impact. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. Look, I mean, when you think about Sears, you think about, I don't know if anybody remembers Nortel anymore, right. but uh, <laughs> Maybe all I'm those things that happen, there. right? <laughs> so you really have to, um, and you know, we don't really think about these things, eh? Like we take it for granted, mm-hmm. you know, that our pensions are going to be there forever and things like that. Um, so you really have to sit down and see what the health of those things are. Ask the right questions yeah. and find out. And how Don't do you assume. find that out? What do you? Uh, well, typically you'd start with your HR department that would give you the information from the pension plan administrator. Uh, they probably are sending you information right. quarterly, semi-annually. About well, that's what it. that mail but is about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody the opens that. that people don't open. So open the mail. It's probably already it's in there. It's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the key takeaway is don't assume right. and just ask the question. Um, one of the questions I actually often get is about the financial health of Canada Pension Plan. 
Right. And uh, that gets audited uh, by the chief actuary. And it, it has a really good financial health and is fully funded for, like, by the statistic of seven, uh, the next 75 years. So that's... Yeah, it's funny. You know, that, actually, yeah, good point, because people always yeah. say, man, I'll never get the CPP. Right. Because yeah. it won't be around when I'm ready to retire. <laughs> and it's such a wrong answer because right. the, the CPP is a contributory thing, right? right? So right. it'll never run out. It, it won't run out. So nobody should be and fearful of that. what you put into it, you're getting back. Sure. And it's funded for the next 75 years, according to the report, and all the economists, C.D. Howe, et cetera, like the, those big think tanks right. agree with that. Well, provided yeah. we don't have some despot come in who's going to start funding, <laughs> bankrolling his vacations on right. on our pension plan. Yeah. and. It's, it's nah, covered. I don't okay. think that kind of stuff that kind of stuff won't happen. It's funny because people say, "Well, how much how much money do I need in at certain ages?" Right? Mm-hmm. So, like I was saying, at twenty years, twenty years old, nothing, zero, zilch. Mm-hmm. Right. right. <laughs> well, it's pretty hard because you're just out of school. There's yeah. a lot of competing financial priorities. Yeah, when you're in your 30s, you're getting married, you have some kids, you got mortgages, you got all the debt in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And but I think, Calvin, like that's also a very important time to start really good financial habits mm-hmm. and thinking ahead. Like even if at every paycheck it's $25 a month into an RRSP, a TFSA, right. uh, if you have kids, an RESP, and just setting up the saving, setting that savings aside, something that's small and you're setting good financial habits. Yeah, and I think all those letters scare a lot of people. Yeah. Lifts, RIFs, oh. RESPs, TFSAs, man. I don't know what to do, <laughs> right? It's just confusing all it those letters. It is overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're in your th- late, when you're mid-30s, again, zero, no money, right? <laughs> right. Then when you hit your 40s, you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to be 50 soon. So I better start saving some money. So on average, a typical 45-year-old couple, you usually have about 100, if you want a benchmark, right? It's about right. 120 grand. So if okay, you're about I'll, 50, if you're about... 50-ish, you should have that if you want to kind of, you know, have like a benchmark, where where am I in the scale of things, right? right? When mm-hmm. you hit 55, you should have about 250, 270 grand in your combination, your TFSAs, right. RSPs, things like that. And really, that's not a lot of money, you know, when you think about it, right? So if you're, so those are some of the averages. So do I, where, so take a look at your own financial situation and see where you fall in. Okay. Those are just averages, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, right. we, we tend to go by, you know, I'm a big statistic guy, right? Right. So where do I fall in there? Well, there's another way that we've looked at it is saying, well, okay, at retirement, having 10 times your gross income is right. another way to look at it. Right. And so if you have $50,000 as your gross income, 10 times of that, you're looking at $500,000. Right. Which is just another way of looking at and actually, that's the amount of money you need when you hit that 65 is 500000 Right. And that'll last you forever and ever and ever. So how do we accumulate this 500000 Maybe after the news of the break, we'll get yeah. into something like that. On the other okay. side of the break, we will continue with that as well as your calls. Uh, Pete and Whitby waiting on hold. We'll get to you on the other side of the break as well. It is 930 and we are live here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You can always reach Kelvin off the air at 416-457-7526. Visit askkelvin.ca as well. More of your life, your money, as Global News Radio continues on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. (laughs) That's the number to call to get a hold of Kelvin, the money guy, and Michelle Monroe, Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity. Fidelity and Pete in Whitby has done just 
that, and he's standing by on hold. Pete, thanks for calling. What's your question? How are you doing? Uh, sorry about the background, by the way. I'm at Lowe's, so you might hear the audio. <laughs> um, uh, I have employment with a government, right, Ontario government agency. Right. Um, I project that when I plan on retiring, which is around 70, I will be earning about 115 a year. Right. And uh, But I've only been with this particular company for three and a half years at this point. Okay. So it'll take me to, I'm 60, be 56 next week. So it'll take me, I'll be about uh, 17, 18 years on at 70. So looking at 34 to 6% of my defined benefit pension. Um, so the way I do the calculation, that works I do 40K a year right. on the pension. Um, my wife was a low earner, and she's also 12 years younger than me. Okay. So when she takes her CTP, it won't be very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, her earliest, obviously, will be the same as mine. Um, but if I retire at 70 to take my CTP at 60, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm looking at about 40, or, sorry, 4000 a month of income through those pieces now. When you're I, 70 or, or when you're 60? When I'm 70. When you're 70, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is all as I retire. But mm-hmm. Right now I'm earning about 10K a month right. with uh, my main employer. This is take home, my main employer, and I also work two part-time gigs as well. So. Wow. You're working um, hard. You're working too hard, man. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you're 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 right. Your thoughts are right. You're in the right thought, but I think working till seventy, I don't know what your health like and stuff like that. But um... oh, I, I I act like I'm twelve. I've got, <laughs> I've got four kids under fourteen. Right. So I mean, they keep me young. I'm, yes. Right. I remain active. There's no good for there's you. No issues along those lines. Yeah, good so, for you. And both my parents had major longevity and they're healthy. Both died in their nineties. So ah, wow. I figure I will be able to deal with this at least till I'm seventy. Yeah. Uh, because I really enjoy the work. So, um, I think I think again, your question is is a good one, but it's, there's too many um, parts to it, you know, to answer on the air. Sure. Um, so what again? Okay. What I usually suggest is people go to my website or give me a quick call, and we can have the conversation off here. Because many things we need to know that we that we don't that I can't ask you on the air. But if you give me a call, uh, we can sit down and try and figure out, you know, what's the if right move for you. Throw this quickly at you. Sure. Uh, when I turned sixty, I wanted to drop all the part-time work, so four years from now, right? And instead, draw on my CPP. I would, yeah. Um, so, it is there that big difference? Like, I know I have a lot of friends that want to wait till they're seventy to draw on the CPP, and I'm thinking, what? Well, you only live for another year, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the point. You know, you have to live to what uh, seventy. 74 is the break-even point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I prefer to take the money, and they don't do the calculation of putting that into a TSA and getting some decent investment money out of that Mm -hmm. as well as you're going. Sure. I I would take, like I say, I would take it when I'm 60 if I was you. Okay. You know, look at your RSP room, dump it in there if you can, or maybe put in a spousal RSP for your wife. A lot of things you can do. So I think you have lots of options, um, but the, the gist of the answer is yes. Well, I think it's good, it's good to have the conversation and think about it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thanks a lot for your call, Pete. The number to reach Kelvin off the air is 416-457-7526. That's 
0.26. Again, thanks to Pete for giving us a call on the air and asking that question. And because I think are, a lot of people are thinking yeah. of similar things, especially he's working that ex, those extra part-time right. jobs. Yeah. You want to... You know, as you work, as you get older, you want to be working less. You know, you don't want to be and breaking your back or you whatever. You just start to slow doing. down, yeah. right? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, working part-time jobs and stuff really doesn't. When you net net things, sometimes it's not even worth it. You know, because we don't realize the tax that we have to pay. And sometimes, a part-time job might throw us into a next tax bracket. So you're paying a higher amount. Yeah. Of so the, your on your that. regular employer don't know that you have a. Um, a part-time job mm-hmm. and the part-time job guy don't know you have a so you're not being taxed appropriately so they're not withholding the right amount of and that's tax the problem and then you have a tax yeah. bill when you file your tax I, return i had a huge which problem with that a... when i was you know starting out in radio i was right. working right. this job plus a retail job plus other gigs that i mm-hmm. could get so my taxes were always really messed up and i always ended up mo- owing money every year and that's yeah. what I'm trying to say is that you really have to sit down and figure these things out. Don't take it for granted because taxes are only going to get higher and higher as we get older, right? So you that should be a big part of your calculation, right? And another thing actually to talk about refunds or what you have to pay, sometimes people get a big, huge refund and they're so happy. I think, yeah. why are you happy, man? You've overpaid the government. Like yeah. you've, given the, you've given a tax or an interest-free loan to, to the, the government. government. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. It's crazy. The ideal situation is that you're flat. You don't owe anything and you're not getting a refund right. either. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of things that we never thought about, you know, like maybe even 10 years ago, eh, that we mm. have to kind of figure out today, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, so retiring shouldn't, you, I mean, don't just plan and plan for retirement plan and live today have some fun well, today a balance. yeah there's a balance i'm yeah. a big planner calvin so i, <laughs> no, I think no, you're, you, what you i'm trying to enjoy today what i'm trying well to say planning is planning for retirement so you have choices in your retirement i know but what i'm trying yeah. to say is have some short-term plans because if you can if you can accomplish some short-term goals then your right. long term will certainly be done and that's mm-hmm. one of the, what i'm trying to say is that people want to plan for the retirement and that could be a long time away. Why don't you have some short-term plans and accomplish those so you feel good about yourself so that when you do hit that 60, 65, you have, you have what you want, right? Right. That's one of yeah. the big problems that so I find. So you're not sacrificing so much today for yeah. a few, future of tomorrow that, that you might not have. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? Live and have some fun, man. Yeah. Right. And we'll continue with that conversation as this show continues. Your life, your money on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. AskKelvin.ca is the website. AskKelvin.ca 416-457-7526. 416-457-PLAN. More of your life, your money on the other side of the break on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 9.44 here, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. AskKelvin.ca is the website. AskKelvin.ca 416-457-7526 to get a hold of Kelvin off the air. And we've been talking about you know approaching retirement, talking about when it's a good time to start taking that CPP, but we've also been uh, delving into pensions and RSPs and mm-hmm. everything as well. And you know, one of the things that you always, we you know, we were talking about, you get that refund. People are contributing to their RSP in order to get that refund now, but eventually you're going to end up having to pay taxes on 
that and uh, as well as on you know the income that you get from your pension. Yeah, so we'll talk about you making your RSP contribution today in your working years and you get a tax deduction and then you typically get a nice refund which right. which as we can Calvin, he's going to have us spend a little bit of it, and me, the tax advisor, is going to have us reinvest it all right. and get another tax <laughs> refund. <laughs> but eventually, we're going to retire. That's, yes. what, that's what we're planning for, right? And then many people, well, they're remembering, well, the investments are inside the RSP. It's mm. growing, I always say, on a tax-deferred basis. Right. Because eventually, you want you to pay You have to pay, to pay the piper, yeah. Right. <laughs> pay the piper or the tax man. Mm-hmm. And when you make that withdrawal from your RSP or RIF um, in retirement, that withdrawal is taxed as ordinary income. Right. Right. And uh, people sometimes forget that, they well, they are taxed on that withdrawal. And when I say ordinary income, there's not a concept of, well, capital gains or uh, dividend income. It's just the withdrawal is a withdrawal and it's, it's just taxable. It's taxable. And it's seen yeah. as income as if you were getting it from an employer. Yeah. Right. The exact same way. You know, there's a misconception. People think, and I get this all the time. Oh, Calvin, I have to worry. When I turn my money into a riff, man, I have to pay no taxes. I'm thinking, well, that's where your problems will start because uh, the RSP, you know, was started in 1958, right? And at the time it started, it was it was meant to be a tax deference, like to defer the taxes when you right. when you get older. Right. But along those 50 years, we kind of think it's a tax saver. It's not a like we think you know we're not deferring anything. We're thinking um, I won't pay any taxes anymore. So we went from from deferring the tax to thinking there's no tax. So we kind of screwed it all up. Oh, okay. Yeah, when people think about RSPs, they think it's well, a tax saver. About it. yeah, yeah, where you're saving, you're getting your deduction today, today which has an instant gratification to mm-hmm. it all, uh, but it's delaying the tax. Right, exactly. Right? So yeah. then in retirement, there is. And well, certainly, what's a strategy that you're trying to accomplish is also, well, I'm making that RSP contribution today when I'm in a high tax rate. And then hopefully, in, well, hopefully in retirement, but usually in retirement, I'm in a much lower tax rate. Right. So when I'm including it in income, I'm paying less taxes. Right. So it's from a tax perspective, it's two things. I'm deferring tax and I'm paying less taxes. And those are good things from a tax perspective. Good. Yeah. Right. And that's where you've got to make sure that you've got a plan to make sure that you've got a way to make sure that you're getting that income but not at such a high level that you're going to pay too much taxes. Right, right. that you're not paying a high high rate of taxes. And then you got to be careful about s- some things, you know, like um, if I make too much money, I might not get the old age, right? So oh. you have to worry about that kind of stuff too. So you're thinking old age security. Yeah. There's a clawback right. at a certain income threshold. It's about $77,000 right. and it changes every year. Right. And uh, certainly while you're in retirement, you're looking at all these different sources of income and not just the sources of income, but what's the taxation of that yes, income. Yes, exactly. And that to most people don't want to have their old age security clawed Take, back. No, it's so, a lot of money. It's like 600 yeah. bucks or something, right? Yeah, or the, the monthly old yeah. age security, yeah. right? And it's uh, every every dollar you go over the 77,000, 15 cents gets clawed back. Right. So I think along the way, you know, even maybe try and take a look at your taxes and say, man, maybe I should deregister some money now and pop it into a TFSA and try and do some some strategies before I hit that seven years old. Because you know? everybody gets taxed as 
tax-free yeah. savings. Well, every adult over 18 years right. of age, you mm-hmm. get that tax-free savings account right. contribution. It says $6,000 in mm-hmm. 2019, and it should be another $6,000 in 2020. Right. And uh, if you have extra cash, sheltering it in there. Mm-hmm. Now, with the TFSA... Uh, you don't get the same tax deduction that you do with the RSP. So people don't feel that same instant gratification. Yeah, yeah. And and the TFSA is a biggie, you know. It's the it's a true tax saver. It adds up. It's huge. It really does. Yeah, for sure yeah. it does. We'll yeah. talk a little bit more about TFSAs as the show continues. Right. I do quickly want to take another call from Dan in Toronto. Dan is calling us up, and he's got a question about that old age security we were talking about right. earlier. If he takes that CPP, I'll let you ask the question, sure. Dan. Okay. Hi, Chris. Hi, Calvin. Hi. Um, good morning. Uh, so here's a question. I'm sure you might get it often, but I've heard so many different things, Calvin, so I hope you can clarify it. Sure. Let's say when I reach 60, mm-hmm. that I am eligible based on my years of service and work and everything else that I would qualify for the maximum in CPP. Right. And if I, which I, I know I do. And if I was going to say, I'm going to take both CPP and old age security at 60 rather than 65, can you give me an approximate idea as to how much I would be losing off that percentage-wise or dollar figure? And what are the pros and cons for either way, taking it then or waiting? Well, first of all, you can't get the, um, thanks for the question. Okay. You can't um, take the old age until you're 65. That's okay, the that's very right. first yeah. time you can take it, right? You can defer okay. it if you wish. But your your CPP is based on um, on your last 10 years or there's a way they calculate it, right? Which is Well, they look at your all of your earnings years. Since you're 18 to 65, 65 right? 65, right? Yeah. So anyways, they, they can, Service Canada will tell you, uh, will tell them, so you making the calculation, let them do it for you. Um, so your question was, do you take your CPP at 60? Or 65, and, and then how much do I lose? So, I mean, there is a, isn't there a government maximum right now with the most you can get at CPP? Isn't there like a yearly figure? Yeah, so yeah at, Michelle, why don't you maybe answer yeah. that? So at age 65, uh, the maximum CPP, if you're entitled to the 100% payout, is just shy of $14,000 per year. So it's 13855 Right. Um, okay. Every year you take that before is a decrease by 7.2%. So if you take it at age 60, you're going to get a decrease of 36%. Right. And it's just shy of $9,000. Yeah. Right. So then, Calvin, that brings me back to, so if I'm going to be losing just over 30%, um, and no one knows how long they're going to live. No. Let's say you're 90. What do you find in your experience most of your clients do? They take it at 60? Take it at 60, yeah. If un- Unless... Like I said in the beginning, if you're if you're going to um, just spend it, you know maybe don't take it right. But if you're going to put it in a TFSA or an RSP, go ahead and do it. So many clients I find, if I ask ten people, I think not, uh, eight will take the CPP at sixty. Wow. Yeah. It's a, again, it depends on on okay. you. You know, it depends yeah. on your on your own individual. I mean, do you have yeah. debt? Do you have kids? You a lot of things go in it. But the rule of thumb is. I mean, there's a statistic says that... I think um, Statistics Canada tells us it's almost 40% take it at age 60. Right. And then the remainder, another 50% take it before age 65. I, I think when I do the math, the sweet spot for the uh, CPP is 63. That's when everybody should take it. That's the sweet <laughs> that's spot. That's a pretty blanket statement, Calvin. Well, that's, yeah, because I generalize. I don't go right. into these yeah. things. What I'm saying is that if you take 10 people... Right. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nine of them should take okay. it when they're 63. That's the sweet okay. spot. Now, All if right. your income is huge, um, then yeah, leave it till the longest time you can, you know? Right. Um, but when, you ge- when I generalize, yeah, 63. And there's one final question I have, and I get nobody has any control over this, and you can't have a crystal ball, but legislatively speaking, they could always arbitrarily change the age when you're eligible, correct? Yeah, remember they changed it to 67, right? That was for old age security to get the maximum payout. They had changed that to 67 and then brought it back to 65. But around the world, there's lots of countries that have increased it to 67 and 68 even. Really? eh? Yeah. So what I'm saying is uh, you never know what governments in power could... No. The PPP eligibility age. It could happen. Right. I... And that age 60, you know, it was just a number they picked, like, way back, like, uh, I think I was reading a statistic about it. The reason they picked 60 is because back then most people re- retired when, most people were dead when they were 60. Well, right? yeah, Genetic if, got if you retired at 60 or 65, mm-hmm. then you only lived for another five, maybe 10 years. Yeah. Where so. we're living in much different demographics where people are living longer. Right. And so it makes it a much more complicated analysis. Thank you, Dan, for giving us a call. You can always reach Kelvin off the air at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-7526. We're talking to Kelvin, the money guy, and Michelle Monroe has uh, been kind enough to join us again today. Michelle Monroe is Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity. We've got more of your life, your money coming up on the other side of the break here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy, 416-457-7526 is a number to get a hold of him off the air. AskKelvin.ca is his website. And at AskKelvin.ca, you can listen to past shows as well, as well as you can Mm -hmm. find that audio at our website, 640toronto.com. And so if you've you know heard some of the advice at, uh, and didn't get a chance to write anything down or uh, you know wanted to play it back to your spouse or something, you can uh, win the argument by replaying the show <laughs> at the dinner table. See, see how well that goes. That's right. But then you can settle the argument by calling, calling Kelvin <laughs> up and uh, getting the straight goods at 416-457-7526. And now I'll take the you know, remaining time to be a little selfish and ask you, Michelle Monroe, Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity and Kelvin the Money Guy, a selfish question about my own savings. I've got, and when I started saving money, I was putting it into an RRSP. TFSAs didn't exist yet. Right. And I since taken out that RRSP to buy my condo, I'm still in the process of paying that back, right. and I am also putting money into TFSA, but at some point, should I stop contributing to the RSP because it's really just a tax deferral, or do I want to make sure that I've got a balance between that and the TFSA? It's a complicated question. Yeah, I get your crystal ball going a bit, and thanks for sharing about your specifics, and I think mm-hmm. it's a very common uh, issue that people have in your age category. And it sounds like you're doing all the great things. So kudos. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure something I've done is wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> but I touched upon that about making, um, just setting up good financial habits. And when you're comparing a RSP to a tax-free savings account, and I just want to also stress that tax-free savings accounts should be really renamed as a tax-free investment yes, account I because I want you to be thinking about it for your long-term investments where you're holding mutual funds, stocks, and bonds investments. Mm-hmm. Right? Not just a piggy bank. Right. Correct. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and um, people like the RRSP because they have the instant gratification of getting that tax deduction today, which usually means a tax refund, whereas a tax-free savings account, you're not getting that right. tax deduction today. But it really, truly is tax-free. So it grows tax-free. And then when you make that withdrawal in retirement, that's tax-free as well. And the we just had touched upon about old age security, right? Mm. And how that would get clawed back at a threshold, $77,000 roughly. Well, a withdrawal from a tax-free savings account is really tax-free, so it doesn't impact it doesn't your, add income to your income level right. for your for calculation of that clawback of the old age security. Um, yeah, Calvin, I mean, there's so, there, well, there's so much to talk about, and we're end of the hour, but uh, you know, we'll probably continue something like this in the next show. I mean, we're it's funny end of end of November, Grey Cup Day, right? <laughs> we're heading into the holidays, so. Maybe next week, maybe next show we'll touch more into that because we don't have the time. It's such an in-depth thing to talk about, mm-hmm. you know. It's not a one-size-fits-all. No, all. yeah, no. So we will continue, to be continued on <laughs> what to do with Chris's savings <laughs> on the next. That's right. Ask Kelvin, the next Your Life, Your Money. AskKelvin.ca is the website, 416-457-7526, 416-457-PLAN. And thank you to Kelvin, the money guy, for another great show. And thank you again for joining us, Michelle Monroe, Director of Tax and Retirement Research at Fidelity. Thank you again. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening. Stay tuned to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.